I want to thank uh, Dr. Hillel Al-Khadi Kohn for arranging this uh, amazing Shabbos, this amazing weekend, this amazing learning opportunity. A special thank you this morning to the Rosenblatt Eye Company. Where's Rosenblatt? What's it called? Rosenblatt Eye? Rosenblatt. That's it. Rosenblatt Eye. No, no, LLC, PPLC. No, 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 no. you, you, you need to incorporate. But a special thank you to Ilana Juliana Rosenblatt, Rosenblatt I, in memory of Emma Shulamas Bas Aaron, is the Shama Shadav and Aliyah, through the learning this morning and the show we're about to uh, hear. Rabbi Sachs uh, doesn't need an introduction. It's a tremendous schus uh, to regularly have him in our community as uh, inspiration, as a role model, and as uh, someone who is a wellspring of uh, Torah. We all know him as uh, Ravin Pesach, as a Rashiv of Landers, Machaber of, how many Svarim are we up to? 40. Over 40 Svarim. If a person wants to feel humbled, over uh, 40s farm, it's a great schuss, and we're so uh, grateful to the Rashiva for joining us. Okay, really, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, you know, to see such a vibrant uh, group getting together and learning on a weekday morning is inspirational. This is inspirational uh, on all standards, even our standards in the yeshiva as well. So I can go back to the yeshiva and say that you have to come to Seder on Friday mornings because I just came from Boca and this is what uh, I experience. So you should really continue and to, to grow in the Torah Sashem in every, in every way. I was told to combine some Divrei Torah and the Parsha with that which you're learning. I kind of eavesdropped and heard that uh, these are sugyas of, of Kibrava Aim. So let me begin with something on the Parsha, just a question, and I think this will relate very, very directly to Kibar Ava'im. Yerav knows that uh, in the rabbinate you have to be able to be quick to combine different themes, because all of a sudden you hear that people are learning this, and you're supposed to speak about that, so uh, the mind has to somehow be able to synchronize, which is not so hard, because there is a Tosefta in Sanhedrin in Perek Zion that tells us, Kol Torah All of Torah really is one theme. It has to be that way. It's all Chochmas Hashem. So somehow finding commonality and links between different ideas is something that uh, should be very, very natural. When you look in the very end of Parshas Vayechi, in Perek Nun Pasuk Chof, that Yosef turns to the brothers, the brothers, you can understand, are, are petrified. After all, yes, up until now, Yosef Atzadik didn't do anything at all because Yaakov you know, was, was still alive. And he certainly was not going to go ahead and punish his brothers when Yaakov you know, was there. But the Torah describes the Misa, the Ptira, the demise of Yaakov you know. And now the brothers are afraid that maybe Yosef HaTzadik will treat them very, very harshly. And Yosef says something incredible, that Atem chashav but Elokim chashav You know, you plotted, that's true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw to it that everything worked out exquisitely, exquisitely. Everything is Litov. If you look at the Or HaChayim, it's a very small piece, but take a look. Perak Nun, Pasuk Or HaChayim writes that, you know what that means? V'zakayim gam b'dinei shamayim. It doesn't only mean that I'm not going to harm you, but it means even in terms of shamayim, even in terms of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's judgment, you're innocent, you're innocent. That's something that's pretty striking. You know why that's so surprising? Because a person intends to do something that's wrong. Commit a chait. And it's so how it works out that it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Isn't there a concept of machshava sachet? 
a person tends to go ahead and do something which is inappropriate. And, and somehow, he doesn't fulfill that desire, but nonetheless, isn't that an element of hate? On what basis do you see that that's true? That's the Gemara in Azar and Daf and Kedushin and Daf Pe'alef. This is what Rabbi Akiva tells us. When you look in Parshas Matos, the Torah describes a person who makes a neder, a vow that they're not going to engage in a certain activity. And all of a sudden, let's assume that the father or the husband annuls that vow. They're made for neder. And the person who made that neder was unaware that that occurred. And they went ahead and they broke the neder. Technically, the neder was not binding. But you know what the Torah tells us? In three places, in three places, Vashem Yislachla. You have to do tshuva. You need kapara. Because you attempted to do something that's wrong. And even if it so happened that it didn't quite come to fruition, you intended to eat, the Gemara says, Besar Chazir, absolute trafe, and it turns out that somehow that meat was kosher, but you have to make amends for that, because there was a concept of machshavas, machshavas achet. So if that really is true, so how can the Rachayim say that, you know what, Yosef was telling the brothers that recognize that there's no culpability whatsoever, not only am I not going to punish you, and I'm going to harm you, but recognize that even in the eyes of Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're exonerated, you're innocent. That's not simply so clear. There is a comment that the Klechemda has, here in Parshas Vayichi, where the Klechemda writes that, you know what, when you look at the Mitzvah Satora, and this the Ramban writes is one of the most basic, basic distinctions. There are certain Mitzvahs that, yes, that are Ben Adam Nechavera, and other obligations that are Ben Adam Nechavera. How do you know that this is a fundamental difference? The Ramban writes that's clear from the Seres Adibros. Why were there two luchos? Why can't there have been a single, a single tablet? Why does it have to be five and five? Oh, the Ramban writes, realize that the Seres Adibros begins with obligations that are between myself and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Ben Adam Lamakom. And then it transitions to mitzvot that are Ben Adam Lachavero. And, and what's the link? What's the link? What's the linchpin when it comes to the two luchos? You know what the Ramban writes? Shmos perchav, kaber yisavicha v'esinecha, the mitzvah of kibra v'aim. That's going to serve as an elision. That's going to serve as a transition. Because if I'm going to ask you that why is it that a person has to honor parents, you know what the real answer is, is that it's a twofold, it's a twofold obligation. On the one hand, when it comes to kibra v'aim, there is a medrash tanchuman parshas ekev, there is a Rambam. The Rambam is found in the beginning of Maseches Pei in the Pirush Mishnayis, a Sefer Achinoch in Mitzvah Lamed Gimel. That this is a Mitzvah which is Ben Adam Lachavera. After all, the parents have invested so much. The least you can do is reciprocate. The least that you can do is honor them. And that Medrash Tanchuma uses the phrase of Priyasachov. It's payback. It's payback. You're on the receiving end. Sometimes in life you have to be on the giving end as well. And that's considered to be part of what is driving the mitzvah of Kibbutz On the other hand, the Ramban writes there in the Aserah Sedibros and Shmos Haf that, you know what, it's not just Kibbutz in the sense of my relationship with a parent. But, you know, the Gemara stresses that Shlosha, Shutfim Ba'adam, when a person is born, there are three partners, their parents, but there's a third part. Now, we can't forget. Now, that's, uh, that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes we don't think of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in those, in those terms. You know, there's a stunning comment that Rashi has. It's found in Shabbos and Daflamad Aleph. It's a Gemara you're all familiar with. 
but, but the Rashi is something that's so striking. What is like the Klal Gadol B'Torah? The Klal Gadol B'Torah. Rabbi Kiva says it's V'yahavta Recha Kamocha. Now that is the overarching principle. I'll ask you a simple question that Rashi is bothered by. How can V'yahavta Recha Kamocha account for all the mitzvahs HaTorah? It accounts for mitzvahs that are Ben Adam Lechavero. But, but how can you subsume mitzvahs ben adamakam under v'yahavta l'recha kamocha? Shabbos and kashras, this year Shemitah is part of v'yahavta l'recha kamocha. How can that be like an overarching principle? That's what's bothering Rashi. Shabbos, lamad aleph, lamad aleph. You know what Rashi writes? Sometimes we forget HaKadosh Baruch Hu is our best friend. That's what Rashi writes, no? Rashi quotes a pasuk. Reacha v'reavicha al tazav. Rashi writes two words, but Rashi's two words speak volumes. Rashi writes, Zeha Kadosh Your best friend is a Kadosh And therefore, Avihafta Recha Kamocha does not just simply mean an obligation to a, a fellow Jew or to a friend, but you know, it, it means recognize that this is a relationship we have with a Kadosh and, and therefore, the Ramban writes, recognize that part of Kibbara Ve'em is not only a debt to parents, but a Kadosh is a player. And Shlosha Shutfim, Ba'adam. So there is a difference between obligations when Adam Akam, mitzvahs that indeed are ben Adam Nechavero. I'll tell you something that I once thought, I once wrote, that I think is pretty fundamental, that there is a difference between these mitzvahs. If I ask you, when it comes to the mitzvahs HaTorah, what is primary, the act or the result? The act or the result? The Maisah mitzvah or the Totsah, the Poyotse, the Chalos, what results from the mitzvah? You know what I would suggest? It really, it really depends. There's certain mitzvos. I'll tell you, for example, mitzvos ben adlamakom that the Torah is concerned with the act, whether the Torah is telling you you must do, or the Torah tells you you dare not. Whether it's a mitzvah sasei, whether it's nisulos sasei, it's the act of that is considered to be so critical. When it comes to mitzvos ben amlachavero, most often it's not the act, but rather it is the consequence, the poyotse. The Totsah. After all, Bikr Cholim, Nicham Avelim, elements of Tzedakah. Those are acts that are impactful, impactful. The result is something that's significant. A, a, a person is ill and, and you know, you're tending to their needs. What is done is informative, it's inspirational in terms of its result. I, I think that's an important distinction. Sometimes there are mitzvah satara that stress the act, and there's sometimes that stress the result. I'll tell you what I think could be a difference. This is a klechem and parshas kiseitze. You know, the Gemara discusses the concept of mitzvah trichos kavana. When a person performs a mitzvah, how critical is it that you have to have specifically in mind that I'm doing so? Because the Torah says, I must. So a person hears shofar, a person eats matzah, a person is performing a mitzvah, Rosh Hashanah Chavches. How critical is Kavanas? This is a heavy debate in the Gemara. But it's interesting that every case the Gemara discusses are all mitzvahs that are ben Adam Lamakam. What about a mitzvah which is ben Adam Lachaver? A person, for example, performs a great act of Bikur Cholim, Nicham Avelim, Kfuras Ames. The person is so preoccupied with the act, he doesn't take a step back and say that, you know, this is a mitzvah of the Torah, and I'm fulfilling a mitzvah. Would you say, well, you know, mitzvahs, trichos, kavana, and without kavana, your act is meaningless. There's no effect to that which you've done. 
one could suggest the following, that maybe that's true when it comes to shofar. Maybe that's true when it comes to matzah. I hear shofar and I don't realize it's a mitzvah. So is that really something that will serve as a credit, a kiyum ha-mitzvah? But when it comes to a mitzvah which has been adam l'chavera, ben adam l'chavera, maybe one could argue that undeniably, even if you don't have the requisite mindset, but the act is not a meaningless act, even if I didn't necessarily have the mindset that I'm performing a mitzvah. And this is a chiddush that the Klechemda suggests, and I think there are many proofs to this distinction, that if you have a mitzvah where the end goal, the totzah, the effect, the impact, is what is being stressed, that's impactful, even if somehow you don't put the two together and say that I'm doing so for the purpose of a mitzvah. And here I'll tell you a flip side. A flip side. A person goes ahead and intends to do something which is wrong, and somehow, you know, he looks out, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. He intended to eat something that's treif, it turned out to be kosher. A woman intended to violate her neder, but it turns out that the neder was no longer binding. Or the brothers intended to harm, but, but you know what? Everything they did turned out to be an incredible, an incredible bracha. You know, you look through these parshios, everything the brothers did to cause harm to Yosef turned out to be the basis of Yosef's greatness and salvation. It's unusual. That flip is something which is absolutely stunning. And therefore, maybe when it comes to mitzvot ben Adam, l'chavero, therefore maybe we assume that, look, at the end of the day it occurred, that's a great mitzvah. At the end of the day, if it didn't happen, maybe that's not considered to be an Avera. And that's what the Rachaim is telling us in this world. Now, what about Kibbutz Ava'ems? Interestingly, this is a little bit closer to what you're learning. That's a Gemara and Kedushin and The Gemara mentions the following. The Gemara tells us a stunning story that Ravuna wanted to test the character of his son, Rabbah. So he took something that was valuable to Rabbah and Karashirai Bapei, and he ripped it in his presence. He ripped it in his presence. And he wanted to see what the son's reaction would be. The father did this, and how would the child react? How would the child react? Ravuna did this. So the Gemara says, how could Ravuna do this? The language of the Gemara is Duma Rasach. Maybe, you know, his son would have become angry. And what's wrong with the son becoming angry at the father? <laughs> Amazing, the Gemara says, V'ka'ova lifnei and that would mean that the father is violating a Torah prohibition of baiting a child, of baiting a child. Wow, that's unusual. That no, you know, sometimes a child can be treated by his parents in a way that you know maybe a parent shouldn't do, not be proud of. You know what? That's an isra of neighbor because if the child reacts and the child responds, it's not right for the child to respond. But you know what? You're not innocent in this. This is lifneiver losite mechshel dilmarasach. Okay, so how could he do so? Oh, so the Gemara answers very simply. Kibbutz name is a little bit unusual. It's Nitan Lemechila. A parent can forgo that right of Kibbutz aim. So you know what? That for whatever reason, there, Ravuna wanted to test the character of his son, Rabba, and there was a possibility that maybe Rabba could have been angry at his father, maybe would have said something inappropriate. So Ravuna said that, you know, I'm forgiving my son, even if he'll go ahead and engage in such a practice. Well, hmm. 
you know Tosus is bothered by? Tosus Kedushin Lama, Beis Aleph. Tosus writes the following. Okay, you know, he was Mochel, his son. But did the son know that he was Mochel him? Did the son know that he was Mochel him? Because if the son didn't know that he was Mochel him, you know what that's called? That's called Lifne Iver of Machshava Sachet. That's what Tosus writes. Lifne Iver of Machshava Sachet. It would have meant that, technically speaking, maybe it wasn't a breach of Kibravein, because the parent forgave his child. But if the child did not know indeed that that's true, so therefore that would have been an inappropriate attempt. And that's a pretty high bar. Now, Lifneiver of Machshava Sachet. I can't cause someone to sin. I can't enable a chait. But I can't even cause someone to do something that is an attempt. Of machshava sachet. Machshava sachet. Wow. That's the Kiddush that Tosas is bothered by. So Tosas writes, you know what you have to answer? That when Rafuna was mochel his son Rabbah, he told Rabbah, I'm going to mochel you. He must have been aware that it's true. Because if he wasn't aware that it's true, that would have been lifne'iver of machshava sachet. That's something which is uh, unusual, unusual, such a high bar. Lifne'iver of machshava sachet. Roshlom HaZabar Norbach has in Mincha Shlom and Simen Lamed Hay, he writes, he thinks, based on that line in Tosas, a couple of possibilities. You know, he writes the following. Let's say, for example, mm, you need someone to come into the house to make a certain repair. You know, and uh, the repairman comes. Eh, this Jewish man shows up. The woman knows. The woman knows that there's no yichud problem. Because the woman knows that her husband is upstairs. The woman knows her husband is next door next door. The woman knows there's no wish of Yichud, of course. She's going to go ahead and, and let him in. But Rosh Hashanah writes that she has to inform him that there's no problem of Yichud because my husband is right nearby. Because without him knowing that, he should not be entering the house and closing the door behind him because that could have been an issue of, of Yichud. And even if it turned out it's not an issue of Yichud because she knows that the husband is in his office in the next room, but that would be because he did not take the proper, the proper caution. Shlomo Zaman writes that. Let's assume, for example, that you know a person has a restaurant. I know that everything is the highest standard of kashras, the highest standard of kashras. I remember there was a restaurant in New York, highest standard of kashras, but for whatever reason, they didn't want to put any certificate in the window. You know, s- somehow, you know, it, it didn't have the same uh, class to have like a, a tuuda. So they didn't want it, but everything was good. Shlomo Zaman writes, everything could be kosher. But if a person is going to go into that restaurant and eat there without knowing that everything is kosher, even if it turns out everything is kosher, <laughs> but realize that he called that leaf neighbor of machshava sachet. You know, that there has to be some sign there that says, that says it's kosher. Or everyone has to know that it is. Because if a person is not taking that precaution, even if somehow they didn't do anything wrong, but there's leaf nevarav, machshava sachet, those are Shlomo Zalman's two examples in Simon Lamed Hay. And that's based on that concept of, of Tosus. The reason I think that this is so important is as follows. We just suggested that maybe the concept of machshava sachet would be limited to mitzvahs that are ben adam lemakom, and not necessarily ben lechaveru. That's the chiddush of the rachaim here in Parshas Vayechi. But Tosa said clearly it applies to 
the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avim. So, if this is true, one would have to argue that, you know what, like that Ramban, that really Kibbutz Avim has two elements to it. Two elements to it. You know, on the one hand, Kibbutz Avim, no doubt, is considered to be an interpersonal relationship, a mitzvah which is Beram Lachavero. But, but recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also a player. And I think when you learn these sugyas very well, you'll see that there is a fundamental difference between Kibbut HaVeim when a parent is alive, as opposed to Mechabdo La'ach Armoso, the Gebaran Kedushan Andav Lamed Aleph, that even though there is an element of Kibbut HaVeim after one passes away, but there is a difference, there is a difference. The Lachemishna seems to indicate in Paragvav Hilchus Mamrim that the interpersonal aspect of the Kibbut HaVeim Hmm. That is something that applies when a parent is alive. But the notion that when I honor parents and honor the memory of parents, that that's a form of honoring HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You know what? That's something that is a function of the Kibbut Avim, which is Ben Adam Lamakom as well. Two different moving parts, two different elements to the mitzvah of and therefore the Ramban writes, it's so exquisitely positioned in the Aseris Adibros that after you discuss all of the pure mitzvahs, and you're about to transition to obligations, is that bridge, that elision that has those different elements to it. And, and therefore, maybe a difference in terms of that realm, that world of when a person attempts to go ahead and to do something, and it turns out that, you know, it doesn't happen. But sometimes there is a measure of responsibility, of culpability of Hashem Yislachla. But I think the secret to many of the sugas that you're doing are the two elements of Kibra Ve'em. I was overhearing the learning of the sugi Nivamos and Vav. Is that something that you were, you were engaged in? A parent, Rachman al-Islam, tells you to do something that's wrong? Is there an element of to go ahead and to, to do that. There's an incredible comment that the Rashba has on that Gemara, Yavamos Davav, and this is what the Chazanish discusses in Yeridea Kuf Memtes and Sivkat Neches, that there are two different tiers to Kibbutz uh, I think that, uh, Hillel, we discussed this uh, the Shabbos three years ago. Was that, uh, I think that was the theme, no? The theme of the Chazanish that was called Ratzon HaTorah, Ratzon HaTorah. The Chazanish writes, Kibbutz is a stunning example that there are two different tiers to Kibbutz Avaim. There's the technical mitzvah of Kibbutz Avaim, which has a certain limited application, a certain limited application. That means providing vital services, that machilo, mashkeo, manilo, malbisho, a parent sometimes has to be fed, has to have clothing, certain vital services that a child is obligated to do. And the Chazanish writes, and what about beyond that? What do we refer to as Kibbutz Avaim? It's not a vital service, but rather not something that the father or the mother is directly benefiting from, benefiting from, but you know what? Certainly it's something that we would perceive as a way of honoring a parent. So the Chazanish writes, he thinks that there are two tiers. One tier when it comes to the mitzvah sator in general is the technical mitzvah, the technical mitzvah of, and, and, and that the Rashba is bothered by, because if a parent tells you to be machal Shabbos, why is that even called Kibra Aveim? Kibra Aveim is to provide certain basic necessities, certain services. Uh, a child who is a Kohen is told by his father, go ahead and walk through the cemetery. That, why is that called Kibra Aveim? 
Why would one need a pasuk to tell us that Yachal Yishmalo? Maybe you should listen to the parent. No, Don't listen to the parent. Uh, of course, don't listen to the parent. Why is that considered to be Kivanavaim? So the Rashba writes an interesting chiddush. That's not really the case in the Gemara. The case in the Gemara is that a parent is incredibly hungry. Uh, a parent is very very thirsty, and I look around. And the only food I can access on Shabbos is through violating Shabbos. I look around and the only food that I can access means that I have to take a stroll through the cemetery. It's not that the father said that, be metama yourself, walk through the Beis HaKvaros. It's not that the father said, be mechalo Shabbos. It's that the father said there's a vital need and I just simply observe the only way I can accommodate that need is by doing so. Because the Rashba writes, if a father would just simply say, Be Mechal Shabbos, go against the Torah, I would have finished the sentence and said, That's not called Kibravaim. The Rashba writes, That's not the type of Kibravaim that require a Pasuk to tell us that you don't listen to the parent. Ooh, so that's what the Chazanish writes. You see, there are two different levels of Kibravaim. Sometimes Kibravaim is very direct, making sure that a parent is taken care of that services indeed are provided, which can be sometimes very, very difficult, no? but to make sure that they are attended to in the most respectful, in the most dignified fashion. And then the broader, the broader sense of aim. that's something that the Chaznish uses the magnificent term of Ratzon HaTorah. That's the will of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, even if necessarily it's not technically part of the direct fabric of the mitzvah in and of itself. So really there are two elements of the kibravim and part of it that Ramban, ben Adam ben Adam and maybe that's a difference in terms of that sigiv Hashem Let me conclude simply with uh, a following idea. When you look at that Gemara about machshava sachet, a person who attempts to do something which is just inappropriate and, and somehow it doesn't, it doesn't happen. The Gemara tells us, Rabbi Akiva, ki have a matal hapsuka habibachi. Rabbi Akiva, you know, imagine you're in the shul, we're laning parshas matos, and all of a sudden someone just starts crying in the middle of Kriya Sator, you know, and you go over, is everything okay? And, and he's going to tell you, no, everything's not okay, because the Torah just said, Vashem Yislachla. That means you need shuv and kapara for a thought, <laughs> for an attempt of doing something which is wrong. That person who was crying in Shul, that was Rabbi Akiva. Ki havibachi. And you know what's so striking about that? You don't usually think of Rabbi Akiva crying. You know the Gemara in the very end of Maseches Makos, Chav the Chorben Beis HaMikdash, the Gdolei Tanaim are crying. Vahaya Rabbi Akiva, Mitzachik, Rabbi Akiva somehow is smiling. Uh, almost laughing at the experience of the Churban Abayis. How can that possibly be? And it's not just the Churban Abayis. You look in the Gemara, Kufalif, the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva, together with the Gdolei Tanaim, went to be Mavakir Chola, Rabbi Lozban Hurkanus, who was so deathly ill, and everyone was crying. You know what the Gemara says? Vahay Rabbi Akiva, Mitzachek. And Rabbi Akiva was smiling. And there's Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi Svan Abrachos Parakhtes. We know part of the Yerushalmi, but you have to see the whole Yerushalmi. One extra word in the Yerushalmi. 
Rabbi Kiva was put to death. No, Rabbi Kiva was one of the Asara Harugim Alchos. And, and what did Rabbi Kiva do at the time that he left this world? Rabbi Kiva was reciting Kriya Shema, Shema Yisrael. Okay. Yushami adds one word. Vigochach. Vigochach means Mitzachik. And, and he was smiling. He was smiling. That's unusual. Rabbi Kiva was always able to see the Hashkach HaSashem in everything that occurred. You see a Churban Habayis, and in the mindset, in the mind's eye of Rabbi Akiva, that was Ischal to the Geula. That means we're a step closer. We're a step closer. He sees Rabbi Lezer who is suffering. That means that, imagine, that any suffering is going to be right here and now, but Ischar and the Olam Emes is going to be something that cannot even be perceived. And the fact that Rabbi Akiva lost his life, that was an opportunity to be mm-hmm. and, and therefore gochach, and, and therefore he smiled. Everything in life, Rabbi Kiva thought, was that, you know, that was the result of absent hashkach Hashem. You do what you can, but at the end of the day, you take a step back and you realize the statement of Rabbi Akiva, brachos tafsamach, kol da'avid rachmana letavavad. Everything that a Kaddish Baruch Hu does is for the best. And, and therefore you have to firmly believe that. The fact that we don't always see it or understand it, well, of course not. We don't have divine perspective, divine wisdom. And, and therefore we see things only in real time. But we don't have a real sense of holistic perspective. And, and therefore, whatever would occur in life, Rabbi Kiva always mitzachik. But I'll tell you there's one exception. Vahashem Yislachla is not about Hashkach Hashem. You know what that's about? Personal accountability. Did I do enough? Did I do enough? Maybe I fell short. Maybe I committed a chayt. Or, or maybe I had a thought of committing a chayt. Machshabas a chayt. Or maybe tosus, kedush lamad beiz. Maybe lifnei ivra of machshabas a chayt. I facilitated someone else attempting to do something that's wrong. That's not about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu rules the world, that's about me, about personal responsibility, personal accountability. That's not a time of Mitzachik. That's a time of Rabbi Kiva, Kavi Matla Psuka, Havi Bachi. And I'll tell you, sometimes in life, we react in the opposite, in the opposite way. When it comes to certain calamity, then we cry. We don't always recognize the Ashkach Hashem. And when it comes to things that we can control, our personal responsibility and personal accountability, sometimes we respond as dismissively. We're mitzachek. We're mitzachek. No? When really we should kind of focus on, am I doing enough? Am I fulfilling the Ratzon Hashem? Am I performing the Ratzon HaTorah? Am I free of hate? And is my mindset always that which is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the fullest, in the fullest way? Zorachayim writes that that was part of the dialogue of Yosef and his brothers, right? Whatever happened was something that was remarkably for the good. Uh, that's exactly what the Ramban writes, that everything in all these parashios was simply a result of Rabos Machshavos Blevish, that's the overriding pasuk of all these parashios. A person can plot and plan, but you know what? Ultimately, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's desire, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will is going to prevail. The Ramban has an amazing phrase, Hagzeira emes v'acharitzu sheker. 
But HaKadosh Baruch Hu determines that's what's going to happen. And all of your industriousness to change that is futile. You have to link in to the Ratzon Hashem. You have to link in to the Ratzon HaTorah. And I think Kibbut HaVeim is an unusual opportunity, an unusual example. The Ramban writes two different halves. On the one hand, an interpersonal relationship, Priya Sachov. On the other hand, it's part of recognizing Kaddish Baruch Hu's role in family life, Kaddish Baruch Hu's role in Bezra Sashem, that we have children who follow in this path of Sefer Bereshis. That's something that can be incredibly, incredibly inspirational. But one has to always be mindful of the two halves. Kibar Avaim is a beautiful, beautiful Shiluv mitzvah, which is Benam Lechavera, but also an obligation Benadam Lamaka.